ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, July 10th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are here until 6 o'clock, and we're going to get your text in this hour. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up a little bit later on the program, I'm going to talk to a good friend of the program, Mike Oste from WV Sports Now. The weekend just got weird, didn't it? As far as Bob Huggins is concerned, Bob's out there saying he didn't resign. He wants his job back. Also, there's some, if you're a Bob Huggins fan, there's some some good news for him personally. Because, of course, you know, he was arrested for a DUI in Pittsburgh back on June 16th. Well, his DUI case is eligible for the diversion program. So the charge could be dismissed and his record expunged. And so, legally, if he doesn't have a DUI and his charge is dismissed and his record is expunged, would he have a little bit more ground to stand? He's trying to get his job back. One that he said he never resigned from. Demanding reinstatement. So, we're going to talk about that with Mike. He follows the Mountaineers, WV Sports Now. He'll come on in the next few minutes to get us caught up on all of this. I just really was following this over the weekend, and I thought, now you got to do this? You couldn't save this to Monday? You couldn't save this for the middle of the week? Come on. I'm thinking content here. I'm thinking content here. So Mike's going to join us in the next few minutes. we got a lot to get into, though, and we'll do that with your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All-Star break is upon us. Sunday baseball, the Pirates did get the win over the Diamondbacks 4-2. The Brewers got the win over the Reds 1-0. Milwaukee wins two out of three in the weekend series, but the Reds do enter the All-Star break with a one-game win. I'm sorry, with a one-game lead in the National League Central. The Royals beat the Guardians 4-1, and so, of course, it's the All-Star break. Tonight's the Home Run Derby in Seattle. How many of you actually get excited for the Home Run Derby? I think I get more excited for the Home Run Derby than I do the actual All-Star game. This isn't like it's the World Series of Baseball here. This isn't like that. It's the All-Star game. It's fun. Your favorite players get together representing your favorite league, the National, the American. This doesn't have that intensity when you're playing for your country. So it should be a fun game, but I get into the home run derby just a little bit more. But these things are not as fun as they used to be. Remember the NBA All-Star break and the slam dunk contest and when you had superstars like Michael Jordan competing in the slam dunk contest? I mean, you're going to see LeBron James do that. You're going to see the very best of the best do that? You don't. That's, I think, the problem here. I, I want to see the best of the best go at it. But it should be fun. So home run derby tonight. The draft was going on. The Pirates selected LSU right-handed pitcher Paul Skeens with the number one pick in last night's Major League Baseball draft. The Reds' pick at number seven was Wake Forest pitcher Rhett Lauder. Cleveland used the 23rd pick to select catcher Ralphie Valquez. 
Valaquez. I've been working on that. I apologize. And, of course, the NBA Summer League. Tavion Kinsey and the Utah Jazz in action. 10 o'clock tonight. Kinsey had a bucket and an assist in a 105-99 win over the L.A. Clippers Saturday night. Do you think... You think Utah's using him right? That's sort of been the feedback I've been seeing. Maybe Tavion's not getting used correctly. Or they haven't figured out what to do with him yet. I hope that's not the case. I hope Tavion, I'd love to see him just go off. Absolutely just love to see him go off. And, of course, we just got the word. Thundering Herd has a name called now in the draft. The Dodgers have selected selected Patrick Copen in the seventh round of the MLB draft. So congratulations, Marshall University junior pitcher Patrick Copen, selected by the Los Angeles Dodgers with pick number 220 in the seventh round, the Major League Baseball draft. So good news there as far as Baseball is concerned, and as uh, we were getting ready to come to air, Marshall sent out the release, the hiring of Keith Roberts as Marshall's new director of track and field and cross country. So there you go. Some big things happening as we speak and as we are going to air. So we'll get into all of that with you. We will get your text in again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is our number to text into the program. We'll talk a little bit more about what's been happening over the weekend, the last few days, the saga with West Virginia basketball with Bob Huggins. Is this going to go away anytime soon? Does he have a fighting chance? And the way that the basketball program, I don't want to say decimated, but the transfer portal has taken away all the fun times that Mountaineer fans thought they might have with Bob Huggins and the players that were together. It's not been a good situation for WVU and the basketball program. My guest from WV Sports Now, Mike Osti, he joins me when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, July 10th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. want to welcome to the program now, first of all, one of my favorite follows on Twitter, and now he's going to take over threads as soon as that becomes a thing. He covers West Virginia and more at WV Sports now. He is Mike Osti. How you doing, buddy? It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I'm trying to have some fun this summer, despite everything that I'm having to do work wise. Stop that! You don't get to have any fun because you got to stay on top of this entire thing happening <laughs> with the Mountaineers. But first of yeah, all, apparently I, I had somebody uh, ask me one day, "Hey, what's going on with this?" And I said, "Well, I'm actually at the zoo with my family," and the response was. Well, how could you? How could you do that at a time like this? I'm like, well, you know, I have a life and a family too. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I apologize. I have a life. You know, stop this. Right. I, I have a life. Yeah. Of course, you're one of the best follows on Twitter because you don't just cover the Mountaineers. 
anything right. that comes to mind, you cover and you do it so well. I'm I'm slightly <laughs> envious, slightly. You do it so well. It's, it's true, and you. you're taking over Threads now, the new the new social media network. I I, I have joined the Threads as well. Yes, I, I feel like the engagement isn't the same as Twitter, but it's a different space. It's too so nice. I'm, I'm there That's the problem right now. It's too nice. Everyone's happy. It's too nice. That's not what I signed up I know, for, right? It's, it's different. Right. So, of course, over the weekend, my Twitter feed is blowing up because I'm trying to, like you, have a life and trying to get some stuff done. And next thing you know, I see that um, there's some the movement on the Bob Huggins story. <laughs> and we'll start right. from the beginning. Supposedly, I thought he resigned now he 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 says he didn't. Yeah. So where we are now is that Bob Huggins is claiming, or his legal team is claiming that he didn't resign officially. So obviously, about eight weeks ago, now a couple months ago, we had the anti-gay slur, and he was able to kind of stave off execution then, and they're going to keep him on, and they changed the contract or punishment involved, but. The program didn't want to have doused him this way. Obviously, the fans wanted to keep him. He had one of the better transfer classes in the country that has now been disbanded. So at that point, whether it was about the upcoming season or even just the legacy, like as you know, like when you have a Hall of Fame coach at a program, you want to be able to celebrate this guy for 20 years, regardless of what happens this coming season or last year. So he didn't want to end it that way. And everyone kind of knew, okay, he stayed then, but he probably would choose to walk away, at least from WVU, after next season. You then get the DUI, though. And then it was like, okay, things are going off the rails here. You get the DUI, and eventually Bob Huggins resigns. Everyone kind of knew, and I can factually say from what I've learned, that they basically told him, you know, we're going to do the resignation thing, but if you you don't want to, we're going to then have to let you go. Like, we have to part ways now. This is just getting too ridiculous. And he released a letter, long letter, in which he also took responsibility for his, his recent actions, thanked the fans. It was a clear resignation. He even actually said in there he wasn't just resigning from WVU. He was claiming he was retiring as well, all in the letter, not just to the media, but to the public. And now he's claiming he's not necessarily, and the issue is because people put out the jokes, and I saw my original release of the letter became viral because people started quote tweeting it saying, well, you know, what's this? Like <laughs> um, when Bob Dow says he didn't resign, they're not really disputing the resignation letter in its existence. Bob's not even saying that it's not his words or that he didn't write it. His wife has basically agreed that it was Bob who wrote it. It is from Bob. She actually claimed that she gave it to the university at some point. So that's all happened. And they had a press conference and said all that happened, and Rent Baker said it happened, but Bob Camp is now claiming he didn't sign it. So we saw a little signature in a graphic, but he's claiming, and the camp's claiming, that the actual official letter that was given to WU didn't have his signature on it. So if it doesn't get signed, it doesn't matter what you say. It's not a court document. It's no different than if I would text you something. So... If it wasn't officially signed, then I guess legally it didn't occur. And it's hard for me to imagine a scenario that Ren Baker, who's a very smart man, I've talked to him, I've had him on shows, everybody at WVU, they're certainly smart enough, no matter what people may think, that you would imagine you're not going to hold a press conference in which you announce an interim head coach 
you don't succeed in the national search, which, of course, that made sense because it was really bad timing in June. You get the interim. You're talking about Bob. You knew you would be, and you don't see the signature there. You would think you would take care of that ahead of time. So if it wasn't signed, that is the dereliction of duty for WVU. But you also would imagine that his legal team, including some top-flight defense attorneys actually from Pittsburgh, would also not take this case if they thought there was a signature there, because then they don't have a case. So it doesn't make sense on either side. At the end of the day, and I've said this to people, there is no chance in the world this man's coaching WVU again. He could win in court. He's not going to coach WVU again. If they had to have the resignation be null and void, they then would fire him for cause, because they do have cause. So he's not going to coach there again. The unfortunate issue now is, though, did you ever think this would occur? The sentence that exists, Bob Huggins is at war with WVU. I don't think I ever thought I would utter those words. That's the case right now. And him coming back and having a court named after him and having a statue next to Jerry West, these are all things that have been in talks that I'm very confident to say were going to happen in the next five years, if not even sooner. I believe he was going to be honored this coming season, based on what Ren Baker had said. All of that seems very unlikely now. And he's really like a pariah at the university right now. And it didn't have to be this way. What is the win for Bob? Just a few million dollars in a settlement? Uh, It just looks really, really bad right now. Let me throw this at you. You know that the latest on the DUI case is that it's eligible for the diversion program, which means the charges could be dismissed, the record expunged, and we can act like it didn't happen, even though we know it happened. Legally, (laughs) we act like it didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. Does that give him a little bit more ground for his ultimate endgame? No, sure. I mean, I could could envision a scenario where he does win. It depends on what Bob wants, and only Bob knows this. Because as you also have seen, as any of your listeners are aware of, his daughter has been very vocal on social media that obviously the family feels like they were their victims of this, that they weren't treated well, that everything they did for the university – not only just with all the wins in the Final Four, but also cancer research and bringing Charles Barkley there. Like, let's face it, Charles Barkley's not coming for a fish fry if Bob Huggins isn't there. All that stuff, the family feels that WVU basically on a couple infractions because of society just washed away, and they're mad. And, you know, I can get being mad for your family member, but that's them. So if they want to screw over WVU and get some money and that's their end game, that's fine. That might be something that they could do. Uh, yes, if it gets expunged, and certainly if there's really no signature there, maybe he does win in court. Or at the very least, maybe he gets a settlement. You know, you know, when you think about it, every coach that's you know left a major program, even if they choose to leave, there's a buyout involved. Even if a coach gets fired, there's a buyout involved. And sometimes a, co- a, a place you're going to will say, well, I'll just take care of it so we don't get to argue with them. Or you just work out some agreement on what gets paid or whatever, or maybe you get it all because that's the case. People believe why Neil Brown is still a WVU is because the buyout was so high last. So maybe that'll somehow get worked out and he'll still get that. Like there are people that believe this is just really about what a buyout would be because when you're resigning, he's not, he's given it all up. Like that's why Neil Brown's never going to quit. He would give up the buyout. So maybe there's legal ground to stand on there, but if Bob cares about his legacy at all, if he cares about the fans, the people of West Virginia, which he says he cares about, and if he cares about the court being named after himself and all of that, then this is not making any of that happen. So it depends on what Bob Hawkins wants. 
and I also don't know if he's being influenced by others too, because I'm not shocked that we got here because I know how mad some were, but seemed a little bit also like out of nowhere too. Um, and the university could also say, even though the DUI is expunged, he still embarrassed the school. Like there's still room for cause. They could have fired him for cause. They chose to be nicer. I mean, the anti-gay slur by itself could have fired him for, and separate from that, he took a he took a school car. Like certainly there's grounds to, to just fire for cause, regardless, even if the DUI is expunged. So we're in a court battle now, and who knows how long this is going to go or if there is some settlement that ends up happening. My guest covers West Virginia sports at WV Sports Now, Mike Osti, also one of the best follows on Twitter. The, the whole saga in itself is so absurd. And now yeah. there's splash damage all over the WVU basketball program, which I have said, I know I'm deep in the heart of herd country, and I have said that's a fantastic program. It has such a history. It has such a tradition. It could be competitive, and it could attract really good players, really good coach. It's a good program. Yeah. I respect that program. It was good before Bob Huggins. It could be good again after him. And it feels like right now, all of that's a mess. I don't even know where you begin. Yeah, I mean, obviously that is a mess right now, and that's the collateral damage that I, again, I don't know whether Bob has thought all of that out <laughs> because this is certainly affecting more. And if he's looking for revenge for himself personally and his family, unfortunately, as you're alluding to, he's taken down others to get it. And yes, it could be the future of the basketball program. Now, in all reality, the basketball program is an historic program. You know, Ren Baker called it a top 20, top 25 job in the country. That's why he said he didn't want it. That's why he wanted to do a national search, even though it was bad timing. That's why he wants to open it up again. He said that right next to Josh Eiler. He said that, you know, he's our interim now. It's a 10-month contract. This is a top 20 job. We're going to open it up again. He's welcome to apply again, basically, and be a candidate. But this is not a permanent thing. We believe this is a really, really legit job. So if that is the case, and I do believe there's a lot of benefits of coaching WVU, then it probably still can be fine. But Bob's certainly not helping things. And for this coming year, half the transfers they brought in, I mean, he had one of the top transfer class in the country. People nationally were talking about a deep tournament run. It's been a while for that for WVU, despite getting in the tournament last year. Obviously, that's not the case. They were able to retain a couple players. Most of them did leave, even though they said they would stay for an interim. And there's a question mark around Jose Perez, who's actually never played a game. Could have a fifth school that he's transferring to. It, they did get a commit the other day. So there are still going to be players that are going to want to come there. But it certainly rocked the boat and probably has ruined this upcoming season. Who knows about Eilert's future. But overall, program-wise, even though this is a horrible stain, I do think, and I'm an honest guy, I do think this is a, there is a glass half full opinion that could exist for the future of the program in a sense of there's history there. There's history from Jerry West all the way to Bob Huggins to now. There are a lot of eyeballs on the program. It's in a major conference. You're on national TV a lot. There's a lot of money that I'm sure you're aware of that's still there in the NAL bank for both football, basketball, and every other sport. So the university is struggling academically, but there's a lot of NAL money. The name, image, and likeness, that money is there. The boosters are there. They have an owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. they got Jerry West. You're on Zoom calls with Joe Mazzola and Mike Anzi. Like, not every program can put that together. So there's a lot that benefits coaching that program. You could argue 
the basketball program is even more of an historic and major job than even the football program. I mean, the basketball program <laughs> is a legit job, but it's not, it's a little less attractive now. Like Fran Fraschella did say that I, you know, if I was going to be interviewed for this job next spring, I would ask, are you done arguing with Bob Huggins? Like this has to end at some point. It does hurt the program. So it doesn't help, but there are benefits to the program. I do think it'll be an attractive job. We will see because we will see. In spring, Ren Baker's going to open this up again. At that point, even in a long battle, you imagine they're done with arguing with Bob and litigation, and then we'll get the full value of at least the basketball program, possibly after a football search, too. We will really see what WVU Athletics brings to the table. It's hard to judge them off of a horrible timing in June and a scandal, but Bob is not helping anything at all. Um, and I never believed the rumors that he was trying to work against the transfers and telling them to leave, but Think of it this way, and I'm not saying that happened factually. These transfer players publicly and told us and media and made it very clear on Twitter that they would come back with an interim. There were rumors Bob was trying to work against them to tell them to go. They hire the interim, and then they go. And then Bob is suing the school. That looks shady. I mean, I'm connecting some dots here. <laughs> like, so it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Um, but it, I don't think the program's going to die over this, but it, it, it's certainly not good at all. And I just do not get why Bob is trying to hurt the program, even if he does feel wrong and is mad at Ren Baker, Gordon Gee, et cetera. They, don't, they are not WVU forever. Like, that's a, you know, like you're, you're hurting the future of the whole institution and the state for people that you're mad at I, I i don't get it i don't think it's a win for bob really with his legacy involved maybe it's just money wise but we'll see where this goes because clearly this news story is just never going to die and you got to hope if you're wu fan that you're not sitting there watching your team on national tv and having the commentary be about this in november but it, <laughs> it very well could be mike Osti joins us wv sports now do you worry about Bob Huggins? It feels like, and I'm not a medical professional, so I really don't have a professional sure. opinion here, but it feels like he's a little self-destructive right now. So is there a concern among people, yourself, that you know maybe Bob needs a little bit more help than we think? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not a medical professional either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because, I mean, the number one thing here is, as much as you want to have WVU be okay, you know, you do. I cover it. I'm trying to be unbiased here. But, you mean, you do want to have WVU be okay as a school and as an institution and the, and the program. But there's also a sense of this is just really, really sad. And I think everyone, everyone, a fan of a WVU or a rival or whoever, I, I think everyone agrees this is really, really sad. I mean, you alluded to, you know, you're based at, at a rival location, and nobody wanted this. It's not like you would have been like, I, I want Bob Huggins to go down this horrible path and have this horrible thing occur after a horrible thing. This is what nobody wants. So it does feel like that he needs to get some help. He needs to get healthy. I mean, I think this is clear. Like everybody wants, I, I want Bob Huggins to be healthy. I want him to be operating at a sound mind. I want him to have rehab work and go to rehab and all the stories that everybody's heard over the last 20 years of him having a drinking problem after the DUI of Cincinnati I always thought he had a drinking problem, despite I think he's a great guy as well. And maybe that was part of the anti-gay slur. He sounded to me like he was drunk on the air there without knowing for sure. And then clearly we see the DUI and then we get this. So 
you hope that whoever's in Bob Huggins' corner have his best interest in mind and don't have some vendetta in mind. You hope he does get healthy. You hope there's a positive resolution for him. And you hope everyone can move on positively because he is a legendary figure, not only to WVU and in West Virginia, but in college basketball in general, in basketball in general. He's in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. He does do a fish fry every year. His mother's name is on a, the cancer wing. Like, he does a lot and did a lot, and you hope that doesn't go away now because Bob hates the view. Like, this is not what anybody wants. So we don't know where this is going to end. And sometimes the fear is that when sagas go on like this, as you know, every story only gets worse. But I do hope you don't wake up one morning and we get a worse news story that resolves this. So it doesn't appear like he's operating healthy. And I will say, because I, I know there are reports that he went to rehab despite offering that WVU. They didn't want to do it. And he went on his own. If Bob Huggins went to rehab on his own, that's fantastic. I will say. If Bob Huggins went to rehab on his own and he left rehab and then wanted to sue the school, doesn't take any responsibility, thinks he's a victim, and is looking for money or maybe even to get back into coaching, for me, it doesn't appear rehab took. Like, that's not somebody who came out of there successful in rehab. You shouldn't be coming out of rehab, you know, guns blazing, trying to get everybody, and you're really mad. Hope he can get into, a, as Ren Baker alluded to in the press conference, you hope Bob Huggins can at some point find a peace and can sit back and say, I know the DUIs are part of my story. That's unfortunate nationally. But I also have nine Sweet Sixteens, four Elite Eights, two Final Fours, never did it as a blue blood, never did it with a five-star after Kenyon Martin. I got 900-plus wins. I'm in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. You know, these things are part of my legacy, and no one can touch these two. They're going to name the court after me and build a statue. Like, that's good. That's, be at peace with that, even though it didn't end well. Not everybody can go out winning a national championship or having everyone give you gifts every game. So it didn't end well, but it can still be salvaged if Bob would just stop this fight. But I'm afraid that if Bob pushes this, I wonder if West Virginia would just quickly settle. Maybe they would to get rid of this, or they would really fight Bob because they believe what really went down who's right here, and if there is a big payment that WVU has to pay him, they don't want to pay him, and he really fights them that way. Maybe more comes out about Bob, more comes out about people at WVU, this gets really ugly, and then he's, you know, the posters come down. When they have ceremonies, they don't honor the Final Four team anymore, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight team, like, that stuff, like, you know, from his whole career, even going back to Cincinnati, it took the Bearcats hours on end. I don't know if you remember this. He got finally inducted in the Basketball Hall of Fame, and it took a couple of years. I thought he should have been in prior. Cincinnati's social media didn't even recognize it for hours. They didn't welcome him back there to celebrate the 1992 Final Four until like two years ago. You hate to have that be the situation in WVU with Bob because he's also an alum and from the state. My guest covers West Virginia at WV Sports Now, Mike Osti. My final thought on this before I give you an opportunity to really tell me about all the cool things that you're doing at your website and with the network is I'm worried because I like Bob Huggins. The times that I've met him yeah. and you, you've had more interactions than I have, but every time that I've met him, he has been super personable, super nice. A Marshall fan went up to him one time and I was just I was at the table next to it 
And a Marshall fan came up, talked to him for a few moments, asked him to sign a basketball, and he said, hey, look, you know, I root for you when you don't play Marshall, and Huggins is signing the ball, and, like, you know, that's the way it should be. He was a, he was He's always right. been personable. And I'm worried that this guy who – even though you might, if you if you think he's a rival, you don't like him in certain ways, but you respect what he's been able to do and and all his good yeah. works. I'm worried that the wrong people are now in his head, and on top of maybe yeah. the issues that are going on, and hopefully he gets help if he needs it. But I'm worried the wrong people are in his head, and that's wiping out all the great things that you just mentioned. The legacy, the man deserves a statue. The man name the court after him. He's done so much for basketball. And that's all getting thrown away, and I'm worried that somebody's in his head for the wrong reason. Yeah, and um, I think it's evident uh, who that person may be or who those people may be, and it is unfortunate if they're influencing him. And, and to be fair, maybe this isn't an influence situation. Maybe Bob is the one who's saying, I'm mad, this is my opinion that I'm really upset, and I want to do this. But whatever the case may be, it is sad, it is unfortunate, because I actually – put this in my coverage, and I truly believe this, and even somebody who covers a rival, I'm sure you can corroborate this. Picture the scenario. If Bob Huggins, even after the anti-gay slur, when a lot of his friends did publicly kind of say, um, you know, I, I, I don't support that and kind of move a little bit away from Bob, he gets into Pittsburgh after driving 70 miles in the middle of a Taylor Swift concert weekend. It was a really bad, bad day to be doing this. It could have been much worse. And obviously he's intoxicated. If he would have called... I'm sure anybody at Marshall, I would bet you if he would have called Jeff Capel, the head coach at Pitt, where he was located in Pittsburgh, that they would have chartered him a plane, they would have got a helicopter together, they would have drove themselves down there. I, I really am not I, – I think Jeff Capel would have got Bob Hogan's a car because there's nobody in the world, even if they want him to beat him and they want him to lose, that would have wanted Bob Huggins to be driving under the influence not only get a DUI to ruin his legacy, but to possibly hurt himself or others or kill someone. It could have been much worse. I really do feel like Jeff Capel would have got, I'll pick you up. Like Bob Huggins was very liked in the basketball community. Anytime you get on any national Zoom call before an NC tournament or anything like that, they would spend the whole time talking to you about Bob Huggins, like Clark Kellogg and Charles Barkley and those people, because everyone just likes him. Jay Billis, they like him so much. And even at the backyard brawl last year, my colleagues in Pittsburgh who cover more Pitt directly, they were sitting and they were peppering Bob Huggins with questions, and it was like a 45-minute press conference because the Pitt media members couldn't stop wanting to talk to Bob. Like, you just like talking basketball with the guy. Um, you almost got to get pulled away. So I don't think anyone would have wanted this or wouldn't have tried to do everything in their power to help the situation and help Bob Huggins, but it almost feels like he's torpedoing his legacy and there's just nothing anyone can, no one can stop him. It's like you're watching, you know, somebody that you love out of control and you, you, you can't, you can only do so much. You, you can't help and can't fix the scenario. And that's just the incredible frustration for West Virginia fans who are probably scared to get on social media. Imagine if you see Bob Huggins trending, it's not good. It hasn't been good in a while. Mike Oste covers WVU and more at WV Sports Now. You've got not just WVU, you cover Pittsburgh. you got everything over that's your network. Yeah, the whole, the whole Sports Now family of networks, of course, we, we do have coverage of kind of everything throughout the region and really even beyond. So we're covering the Steelers, Penguins, Pirates. There is a Pitt, Penn State, obviously West Virginia. I'm on kind of leading the West Virginia coverage of that. And 
tons of coverage, obviously, on football, basketball, all the sports around, everything that encompasses the region for whatever individual site, broadcast, written. So, yeah, it's a kind of a digital media boom, digital platform, kind of the way of the world right now of, of new media, kind of, you know, what, what the athletic does, what other, what other companies like that are doing, same thing with the sports now companies. So every net, everywhere you go on social media, you may find another, you know, sports now website. Um, and I'm kind of a, a manager and of the whole kind of conglomerate as well. It's up to you. So you, you, you may, it's all attached to all kind of the one family, but yeah, there's a lot going on. We obviously have a lot of coverage of this at WB sports now, but we are also covering the football program and kind of gearing up for that. But this is a weirdness that imagine a major program, even though they're down, you can't get the football program to be the headline because, of off the court drama, and that's kind of what it's been the last month or so. So we'll, we'll see how the future goes. But it, yeah, WB Sports Now certainly is the is the company WBSportsNow.com for the site. Find me at Mygoski11, whether it be Twitter, Threads, it's all the same handle. Um, and I'm out there trying to, to bring in coverage of this and even Pittsburgh. And I have a personal podcast, the Mike Drop Podcast. It's on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, everywhere you, you know, iHeart. Everywhere as well that we cover it all, we go certainly beyond WU there. And then I'll even give you a food take every, every now and then. That's old, everyone. And they don't believe me if they don't follow you. Best follow on Twitter, if not among the best. <laughs> I love yeah. the hot takes. And the food takes are good, too. And the movie takes, all the takes are good. <laughs> They're my takes regardless. It's really for myself. It's, it's, People are welcome to enjoy. I love it because you have the courage to just go and do it. You know, I I need to do yeah. that. Have more takes. Um, you know, I'm not going to count followers anymore. I'm just going to throw my takes out there. See what sticks. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Have a good day, man. Mike Hosty, WV Sports Now. More coming up. It's the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Been an interesting day so far. Thanks for being a part of it with us here. Don't forget, you can text the program anytime. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. That's the text line to be a part of today's edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, if you weren't with us earlier, we mentioned a couple of things have happened for the Thundering Herd today. First up, Marshall University junior pitcher Patrick Copen selected by the Los Angeles Dodgers. That happened with the 220th pick of the seventh round today. Highest Marshall draft pick since Corey Bird was the 203rd selection in the seventh round in 2016. So that's good news there. Now, on the other side of this, track and field, we've got news there. Earlier today, Marshall released the name of the new coach for track and field. It is Keith Roberts. He's the new director of track and field and cross country. And according to the release, he comes to Marshall after serving in the same capacity at Eastern Illinois over the last two years. He led Eastern Illinois to three Ohio Valley Conference championships in women's cross country, men's cross country, 
and Men's Indoor Track, also named the 2023 OVC Indoor Men's Track Coach of the Year. And during his two seasons, he had seven EIU student-athletes compete at the NCAA Championships West Preliminaries. So that's important. Marshall wants to be among the leaders. Honestly, this is the quote from Marshall Athletic Director Christian Spears. And I almost could have said this without reading this because I know his mindset. Quote, if we are going to be the overall best athletic program in the Sun Belt, which is always the goal for us. We must be great at track and field and cross country. He added in the release, those six sports, those student athletes, Coach Roberts and his staff will make all the difference as we look to reach our full potential as an athletic department. And of course, where's the connection? Well, prior to taking over, he was the recruiting coordinator, I'm, I'm talking about Coach Roberts, and assistant coach for Pitt. So there's a little background there for you, a little connection. Again, you got to connect the dots. Athletic directors, if they don't know you, they try to get to know you. But there's always a list of potential replacements, always you can pull it out of your back pocket or you got it in a notebook somewhere. All right, if I need a basketball coach tomorrow, what's my short list look like? If I need a track and field coach tomorrow, what's my short list look like? Anytime there is a potential job opening at a moment's notice, athletic directors have in the back of their mind or on a piece of paper somewhere, maybe a, a Word doc, here are my potential initial thoughts on the next leader of this program. Your texts are welcome. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line still open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. From the text line, only reason Huggins is suing WVU is to get a settlement. That's a possibility. But is a settlement more important than the legacy? As it stands right now, if everything would have just stayed put, Huggins accepting that his time was up, that there are some things in his life that he needs to get in order, and he goes about taking care of that, getting that in order, there could have been a continuation of the legacy. There could have been. Then again, I don't know what his personal reasons are, what he thinks, how if he's mad, if he's hurt. If he's getting the wrong advice, he's a smart man. I don't know what his end game is, but it's going to be interesting to follow, to say the least. And right now, WVU basketball is the bigger story in Morgantown than WVU football. Unfortunately, and fortunately, maybe in some regards, because WVU football maybe not picked to do well this season. 
I'm not saying that you want to take away from not talking about WVU football, but, hey, we're getting into football season. We're talking basketball because Bob Huggins has kept this thing going, and there's going to be a lot of damage before it's all said and done. I don't think that this is going to kill the program, but it's really going to scar it a little bit. And it's going to take a little while to bounce back, but it's a solid program. It plays in a really good conference. There's some good basketball to be played in the Big 12. I don't think we can deny that at all. Big 12 is really good when it comes to basketball. And WVU is right there in the midst of all of that, and you get it put together well, I think you're going to have a nice rebound. But you got to get through all of this noise first. And with that said, we're out of time. Thanks for tuning in. I will be back with you tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, have a great night, everyone.